0: Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope you're having an awesome three-day weekend here in the States, and happy Memorial Day to everyone. We've got a great trip report today with listener Michael in North Carolina. He is returning to the show to talk about not just one trip, but how about two quick trips to Walt Disney World? We talk about his stay to Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge over at Kidani Village in a one-bedroom villa and taking his son for the very first time to Walt Disney World and how emotional that was for he and his wife. And what a great time they had. First experience with Genie Plus, how that worked out for them. Uh, Great experiences over at Animal Kingdom Lodge with the pools, the dining. And then we talk about a second trip that came together at the very last minute, staying over at Old Key West and some time in the Magic Kingdom. Also great uh, moments over at Disney Springs. And fun times over. They actually visited Coronado Springs, and we talk about Maya Grill, one of my favorite restaurants as well. Lots of fun Disney talk on your way here on this Monday. As always, today's show is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. The agents of The Magic for Less are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip for no cost to you. Check out all the details right now over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help support everything we do here at the show. Please bookmark it and use it as often as you can. guestpodcastcom slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. Thanks for supporting our show each and every month. You allow us to put this podcast out three to four times a week all around the world. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to get in on that, please come on over. We're waiting for you. Patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning
1: Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage.
0: Welcome to episode 2094 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com. And of course, one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you and happy Memorial Day to you. Hope that you're having a nice extended weekend. If you're lucky enough to get one of those here in the United States of America. And welcome to summer 2022. I hope this is a great season for you. And one more time, again, you know, we we think about the unofficial start to summer, but Memorial Day truly is the day to stop and pause and think about all those folks who, the heroes, who have uh, given the ultimate sacrifice so that our country can be the greatest country in the world. I know our country isn't perfect, but I'll take this country any day of the week. And uh, it's because of the heroic men and women who have sacrificed, given the ultimate sacrifice in defense of our nation. So thank you again. And, uh, you know, think about those folks today as you get out there and have some fun with your friends and family but take a minute to pause and reflect as well all right today we are going to have a good time one of the best things about america is the the disney parks you know nothing more american than main street usa and a corn dog a hot dog and a funnel cake right i hope you have one of those things this weekend and we're going to have some fun talking about not one but two disney trips today with a great friend of the show michael down in north carolina michael how you doing today happy memorial day
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, we're, we're having a good time out here. We're looking forward to the long weekend. Uh, looking forward to talking a little bit Disney tonight. Thanks for having us on.
0: All righty. Glad to have you on the show. It's a great way to uh, hopefully somebody's grilling today. I've, I don't know if we are or not. I know we had a big high school baseball game on Saturday. Hopefully the, uh, the Hall Vikings moved on to the state quarterfinals. That's kind of the big news in our community. We're not going anywhere. Hashtag Scotty G. He booked a cruise three, min- three days before the cruise uh, sailed. So he is actually just getting back from the Bahamas. I wish I could roll like that. But, uh, you know, it, 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 to me, Memorial Day just means putting on the tunes, firing up some hot dogs on the grill and uh, getting ready for summer. So what's it like down in North Carolina, down in your uh, part of the woods? Is it, is it anything big for the uh, start to summer? Because you're kind of in a touristy area of the country.
1: Yeah, so especially once you get down to the ocean, it definitely gets really, really touristy. And you start seeing the crowds really pick up. So we were looking at... I'm actually going to be going on a work trip. So I'm going to be out of town for a few weeks here in a couple of days. And I said to my wife, I was like, hey, look, let's try to go down to the beach or something. And then for one second, I thought about the crowds. And we actually <laughs> looked. We were thinking about while I was out of town, her whole family was in Florida. We were thinking about her going down there. And I was like, you know what? Let's look at like just two nights. Maybe we can go down and just stay at Pop Century or something. And I looked at it, and it was completely booked up across the board and i was like why is it so booked up and i was like oh yeah world day weekend so right. yeah it definitely gets crazy especially down by the coast we are definitely going to be probably hanging out around the house just grilling My brother lives around here too so we'll have him and some friends over and just kind of hang out and enjoy the enjoy the good weather that's
0: right i think the biggest thing we have is like i said a high school baseball game and i'm going to try to get out to see uh, hopefully i've seen it by now the uh, the new top gun movie that just shows my age, right? I mean, I remember seeing, you know, the original Top Gun was back like in 86 when I was in, you know, uh, middle school, high school. And uh, I just hope Maverick is, is just as good that' was one of my favorite movies. So uh, we'll see how that goes. That's kind of the exciting life of a podcaster here in in Missouri. So we'll see how that goes. Let's jump into your trips. We have two trips to talk about. We're going to talk about one, a four day or so trip to Animal Kingdom Lodge, then a quick trip down to Old Key West. So give us the background on the first trip, the trip to Animal Kingdom Lodge. When did you go? Who did you go with and how did it come together?
1: So the trip was back in November and this actually started as a Fort Wilderness trip. So going back to May of 2021, we came back from a Caribbean beach trip, Caribbean beach resort trip not to confuse with actually going to the Caribbean. And both of our families are old, like Fort Wilderness fans. We've loved it for a long time. And we finally got back and we were like, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna take the plunge, we're gonna get an RV, and we're gonna make Fort Wilderness kind of our, our home resort. That's gonna be our uh, DVC on a budget resort, if you will. And we went, we had one really nice trip, and then we planned another one for November. And then a few, actually two weeks before, I had a pretty bad uh, injury to uh, my finger that required surgery. So I had this two weeks before a trip, I had my hand in this enormous, like, mid. It's completely wrapped up. Can't use any of my fingers or anything on my dominant hand. And we were like, what are we going to have to do? We're going to cancel the trip. And my father-in-law kind of came in in the clutch. Uh, he is a DVC member, and he had a lot of extra points from the last couple of years. And he actually reached out to us and was like, hey, I was planning on kind of gifting you guys some DVC points for Christmas. Uh you want to use it now and just kind of use your Christmas present i was like yes please what's available what are the, these four nights what do you got uh so he was able to get us animal kingdom lodge for those nights and basically saved our trip and that's how we ended up doing and this is the first time that we've gone to animal kingdom lodge so it wasn't a savannah view room but you know beggars can't be choosers when you get uh free dbc points so i'm not complaining by any means and the room was amazing it was still a one-bedroom villa so still nice and big It was just me and my wife and my son primarily, but uh, my sister in law and my nephew did come out and visit us for a little bit of the trip as well.
0: Okay, let me ask you something about that because this kind of sounds like it was unexpected staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, you know, because Mm -hmm. of circumstances. And it was a very kind gift and a very unexpected uh, surprise there. I'd totally love that. But I think Animal Kingdom Lodge is kind of like a, um, it's an outlier. It's kind of a special circumstance where if you've never stayed there before, I think some people, until you stay there, I don't think you really get what the Lodge is all about. I think you worry that it's remote, uh, that, it, you know, you don't, all you have is bus service. And, you know, it it feels like it's way out there by itself. It's not in the middle of all the hustle and bustle of Walt Disney World proper. Were you at first like, oh, I wish I could get something else? Or were you genuinely excited that, oh, Animal Kingdom Lodge was available? Because we'll talk about like what you felt like after you stayed there. But your initial thoughts when you're like, okay, this is where we're going to go, were you super excited were you kind of like Well, wait and see how did you feel about that
1: so the initial thought was just relief that i wasn't going to have to try to drag this camper down there and have to <laughs> <laughs> I can it
0: see before.
1: that Yeah, that <laughs> was the initial relief just a, a big like thank you for saving our trip but we'd never done it before and we hear all these great reviews we've we've heard some different things about how it's far from the parks like you said about the transportation and we didn't really think that aspect was too bad there were some some other things that we didn't uh like that much and we'll get into those a little bit later but The resort itself was really awesome. And I was really pumped to go to a new resort because we love the things that we love and it's always tough to try something new. So we know that we love staying at Saratoga and Old Key West. And we know we love going to Fort Wilderness. So whenever you plan a trip and it's that expensive, it's, it's a little bit scary to branch out and go to somewhere that you've never been before. So when you have the opportunity to do that and it's basically at no cost to yourself, Uh, it's mostly just excitement because then you're like, all right, well, now I get to try this awesome experience. I really don't think uh, any of the resorts on Disney property are going to provide a bad experience, but you get to try something new that you've never tried before, and you kind of get to do it without the risk. So that was kind of the initial thought. I knew that we weren't staying in the Savannah uh, view, which is what I know everybody raves about. Everybody goes nuts about the trash walking up to your bedroom, and I'm (laughs) sure that's awesome. But even just being able to walk out behind the hotel. So we were uh, over at Kidani. We weren't at Jumbo House. So still so super beautiful lobby. Uh, you got Sanaa right in the basement and I knew that. So I kind of done my homework, I did my research and I knew kind of where the good stuff was around there. So that's kind of my process is once I know where we're staying, I'll then figure out all the awesome things and I kind of hype myself up and that's pretty much what I did here. That's awesome. Uh, and really got myself yeah. ready for all the food we were gonna eat and figure all that stuff out. And transportation is usually my last thought uh, and it thankfully it didn't backfire here with it being too crowded or anything like that.
0: That's awesome to hear because, you know, like the only thing I worried about was the first. So there's two resorts that before I stayed there, I was worried about that. I I thought I wouldn't like them. And one was Animal Kingdom Lodge and the other one was Coronado Springs. And again, it was because of the perception that they weren't, you know, they they just weren't as close to everything as I thought. And Coronado Springs, I thought that for years. And I was so wrong on that because that is actually right across uh, World Drive from all the Epcot area resorts. I mean, you're right there by the studios. But if you ask me some of my favorite resorts now that I've stayed there, Animal Kingdom Lodge and Coronado Springs. I love those resorts. And it's just one of those things about it's just, you know, sometimes you have perceptions that are so not true until you give it a firsthand experience with staying there. And so we'll get into that now. But I just I find that stuff kind of super interesting because I was biased against it for no those two resorts for no reason. And they're two of my top resorts now because once I got there, they're just so amazing. So all right, so let's you stayed at Overkidani. You mentioned some of the stuff that you were excited for, where you stayed. So talk to us about check-in, arrival, and, you know, your first experience over there and and what, you know, some of the stuff you did at the resort.
1: Yeah, so so it was actually a little frustrating when we first showed up. So I'm very old school. I know, like, a lot of the old or the new technology and everything, you can take your phone, you can go right to the room, you can check in. I don't know if it's, I I like going to the front desk. I like actually checking in and, like, having, it's, I really don't know. I can't even give a good reason. It's just—it's uh, like having paper tickets at the airport. It just makes me more comfortable.
0: I'm same way. Yeah, I'm um, the same way. I mean, I, I understand that it's—it's it's more efficient, but more efficient isn't always, you know, is—is is, uh, you know, friendly. You know, like it's just good. Yeah, to exactly. Have a friendly place, exactly. You get
1: the personal interactions when you go in there, and it's like that initial interaction with a cast member, just makes you happy. It makes you really feel like, all right, I'm, I'm here. This is this is going to be fun. So, so I always do that, and normally it's very very clear. Like you go into even a huge resort. It's very clear, like, hey, here's the main lobby. Go in here. This is where you do your check-in. This is where the cast members are going to be to help you. It wasn't like that here. So we actually pulled up, and as we got to Jombo House, we started seeing signs that said Kadani, and we started following them. But they were actually taking us into the Jombo parking lot, and they were signs for the walking trail from Jombo to Kadani. Mm-hmm. So we had just driven a, a very long drive from North Carolina down there, and I'm starting to get, like, a little frustrated, and I see these signs, and I'm basically lost on this one resort. So eventually we figured it out. We got to the parking lot over, or the parking garage over at Kidani and got checked in and everything. But that's something I would say, like whether you're doing Jumbo House or Kidani, pull it up on Google maps and actually look at the map and see like, okay, this is actually where I have to go. And especially where it's the parking garage over at Kidani and not the big parking lot. Cause Jumbo House to me, it kind of resembles uh, like Wilderness Lodge where it has the big parking lot nice. and you go up the steps and it's right into like the main house. But to Kidani, you have a parking garage with an elevator that leads you up into the lobby. So give it a look ahead so that way you're not just thinking about getting on your vacation. And now you're freaking out trying to make your way over there and figure everything out.
0: That's a good tip. I know the exact science you're talking about. But I mean, I, you know, I've never had a car, so I always just walk it. But yeah, that could really be frustrating trying to get uh, get around. Okay, so let's talk about the amenities of the resort, though, when you stayed there, dining, uh, swimming. The bars, the, you know, just what did you think of, you know, just being at Kidani?
1: So I will say I do think that Animal Kingdom Lodge as a whole is really, I don't want to say really overrated, but I think it's a little bit overrated because I almost never talk to anybody that doesn't like it. But I don't think it's uh, nearly as good as like your, your wilderness lodges or even some of your other deluxes that people don't like. Like I, I personally prefer Saratoga uh, and Old Key West to it, but I will say that the the food there was Uh, maybe as a whole the best food that I've had on property every we did Boma uh, the very first night there and it was our first real buffet since COVID so even like back home like you know Chinese buffets aren't open yet so the first buffet we've done since COVID started was back at Disney and it was awesome everything across the board and I will say that a lot of the things at Animal Kingdom Lodge I'm a pretty adventurous eater so I like to try all new different things if you're a picky eater, some of the places like Sana are going to be a little bit tougher, but Boma has everything. And even like, it sounds silly to say, but even like their chicken tenders were, it, they tasted better than normal. They were really, really <laughs> good. And even the mac and cheese was really good. And I like to try everything. So I'm the when I go to a buffet, I'm the guy that's like, I want one spoonful of every single thing. Right. I just want to try it all. And it was all super, super good. Uh, same thing. The just totally caught off guard one of the biggest things that i really wanted to get seconds of was the mashed potatoes they have there they have this olive oil herb crushed mashed potatoes which is like it's almost like they they grill it a little bit so it has a little bit of crunch to it super super good and they have like a mini bread service uh and then everybody raves about it and it's well worth the praise uh the butternut squash soup was probably the best soup I've ever had and i'm not a soup guy it literally tasted like a pumpkin spice latte mixed into a soup and it was, oh, man, it was so good. Like, I actually I actually got two bowls of that. And like I said, I normally never get soup. I don't like having soup with dinner. This was so good that I was like, I got to get more of this.
0: Again. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a soup guy either. And they have, like, a chowder at Boma. And, I mean, I go to Boma just to get this chowder that they have. I can't remember the name of it. It's some kind of corn chowder. And, I mean, I could eat this stuff. If I had it back at home, I'd have it seven days a week, three times a day. It's so good. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's
1: so, so good. <laughs> and then everybody also, like, you always see all the reviews about the zebra domes. Everybody's favorite, favorite thing to eat. And they want it wherever they can get it. The zebra domes were good, but I thought the banana pudding was significantly better. It was so, so good. And I think that's got, kind of, maybe that's just a personal preference. Like anything that's that like bread style with some kind of like cream on top. Those are usually my go-to for dessert, but the banana pudding for dessert was out of control. Sounds good.
0: I'm allergic to bananas. So I'll take your word on that. Cause I, I would, I'd break out, but, uh, I could. I could. And we also, so,
1: so really quick going back to the food, and you'll appreciate this as a baseball guy too. So the World Series is going on over there, uh, and I'm not a Braves fan, but I'm. Uh, if you're not, you know this. If you're not from Houston, you probably don't like the Astros very much. That's <laughs> going on right now. So, so I was rooting. I was pulling pretty hard for the Braves, and one night we came back, and it was late at night. My wife got my son to bed, and I was like, you know what? I got it to try it and I walked down to Sanaa right downstairs and I got the bread service, brought it back up. So I'm eating Sanaa bread service and watching the World Series. And it was the night the Braves won and it was like all of my favorite things coming together. Like watching <laughs> baseball, amazing food, sitting at it like on day two of my Disney resorts so, or Disney trip. Everything was awesome. And we did Mara one day two, Really awesome. We did it for breakfast. Like I said, every restaurant, every single thing that I ate there was outstanding. There wasn't anything that was like, eh, it's, it's okay. It's not that, not going to blow anybody away. Everything I ate there was outstanding. And as far as like an overall restaurant uh, palate, if you will, I would say this is probably top two or three.
0: I agree. And I've had Jico, too. I mean, because I'm not a fancy, you know, restaurant guy, but Jico was the one time I was there. Because Pam Forster was paying for it, so it it uh, tasted a lot better. But it was uh, it was really good. It was super good. So, yeah, and Gico guys-
1: wasn't even over there, so we didn't even get that one. So yeah. we only got really three between uh, Mara, Boma, uh, and Sanaa. So we didn't even get Jico. We didn't get the big fancy one. And I still thought it was one of the best.
0: Absolutely. Okay, real quick. So uh, r- before, so we can move on to the parks. Did you guys spend any time in the pools? Because I know that jumbo house has a really nice gigantic pool but then kidani i don't know if people are even aware of this but if you go across the parking lot there's a really cool pool at kidani too for that section of the resort which actually when we stayed there mallory enjoyed that pool when she was younger more than the jumbo house pool because it had like little play areas like squirt i don't know what you call them fountains kind of things you know it was more like for kids did you guys do any time in the pool
1: yeah, so we only did the Kidani pool. We didn't do the Jamba House pool, but it really had everything that you wanted. And we went there a couple of days, and it was actually kind of funny because I had this huge – because I had this big mitt on my hand with my after my uh, surgery. I literally had to put it on like a kid with a cast that was getting in the shower, and I'm walking around in the pool with my waist with my hand up in the air, trying to follow my kid around as He's doing the slides and, and having a blast. But it had – like I said, it had great slides. It had a big, nice walk-in entrance. They had the, uh, I don't know what they're officially called, but we always call them the party carts. You know, the cast member out oh, there yeah, yeah. that's doing some kind of activities or something <laughs> yes. and giving up some kind of prizes. And then the splash pad is awesome if you have young kids. And the food over there uh, at Maji is actually really good, too. So we ate there for lunch one day, grabbed a couple of drinks, which that's my absolute favorite thing to do. We can talk about the park, and talk about all the great things inside the resorts, but... That's kind of like the blend of like the grown up vacation for me, where you can like grab something good to eat or drink and just sit by the pool and like relax in the Florida sun and really, really take it in. So we didn't go into the Jumbo House pool, but honestly, I, I wouldn't even feel the need to because I think Kidani kind of gives everything that I want out of a pool. Without it's smaller, but it's not going to give you that like quiet pool feel that you're going to have at like Caribbean Beach where it's just the cube in the ground.
0: You know? Right. It's not just a rectangle. It, it's a fun pool. That, that, that's a, I mean, Mallory, like I said, she preferred that one to the big Jumbo House pool. And as a, as a parent, because she was younger at the time, I would rather have her at that Kidani pool because it wasn't as big, you know, and there was, there was a lot of stuff to do. It was easier to keep track of her than in that huge pool, which it's fine now. Like she's 14, we'd do the Jumbo House pool. But at the time, perfect. Okay. So let, let's hop into the theme parks for this trip. You guys went to the Magic Kingdom on that Tuesday. And this was the day because you really made a point to, to let me know that you guys used Genie Plus and you used it really well to the advantage you had a a larger group and you used it so that everybody could really get what they wanted out of the day. So walk us through how you like looked at using Genie Plus before you, you know, started the day and then how it unfolded as you were in the park throughout the day.
1: So, so we used Genie Plus twice, once on this trip and then once on the second trip that we'll talk about a little bit later. This one was, wasn't was too bad. We just used it with just me my wife and my son. And we didn't do a whole lot of prep. Like I did my research a little bit to kind of figure out how you do the bookings, when you can actually uh, plan for it. Because we didn't book it as a part of our tickets ahead of time. We bought it the morning of. And we knew we wanted to try it out. But we knew that we wanted to use it at Magic Kingdom first and not Epcot and it kind of it was kind of our test period. So we went later and we had a bigger group. It made it a little bit easier. But going in, we did a little bit of research, uh, listened to a lot of podcasts, including this one, to kind of prep ourselves and get ready. And then we just kind of figured it out through the day. We booked the first one right away. And a lot of stuff we, we figured out as we went. So uh, my son loves Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spence. We booked that right out of the gate. That was the very first thing we booked. As soon as we walked into the park, we went right and got on and I didn't realize, I knew that you could book something as soon as you, you could book your second lightning lane as soon as you scanned your magic band. I didn't know that you could only do the attraction one time. So I didn't know that once you used the lightning lane on Buzz Lightyear, you were done using lightning lane on Buzz Lightyear for the entire day. So so that was kind of a learning point for us. Uh, and with it just being the three of us, we really didn't book any big rides this time. And that kind of made us realize like, okay, like if we... You know, if you want to book Splash Mountain or if you want to book Haunted Mansion for a lightning lane, yeah, you're going to have a later return. Uh, and we didn't really have to deal with that today because we're going through all the smaller rides. Normally, it's like you hop on there and you want to do Dumbo or something, which might only save you 10 minutes. But if you're able to ride 10 attractions, you save 10 minutes on every single one. You know, that up that adds up throughout the day. That might be a couple extra stops to get something to eat a couple extra times so you can just sit and relax. So I definitely left the park that day knowing, OK, we want to use Genie every single time we come to Magic Kingdom. But it also made me kind of think, uh, at other parks, especially with little kids, I personally wouldn't use it. I don't think there's enough attractions. It almost goes back to, remember on the old Fast Pass Plus, when you get your three choices, Mm -hmm. at Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and at Animal Kingdom, I always, always had some Fast Pass to like, you know, Finding Nemo or (laughs) Indiana Jones or something. And I'm like, this really isn't a good use to the Fast Pass, but this is, it's what I got for my third one. And I kinda of thought that was how it was gonna be if I used it at one of the other three parks where I might get one ride in, but then I'd end up using it to go see the little mermaid show at studio or something like that. And at that point it's not worth even the forty five dollars. For me personally. Now, some other people, they might be a little bit smarter, might be able to use it a little bit better. But uh I, I thought Magic Kingdom must do. Every other one probably don't need it.
0: And that's what I like. You know, you can choose to use it at any park, you know, some people focus on you know, the studios, they live for the studios attractions. You know, you want to buy it for that day? Go for it. I mean, Magic Kingdom makes sense because of the d- density of the attractions. And so, uh, again, I still have never used it myself. I've said this before. Just because I tend to go to the park, ride three or four rides, grab a snack, and pop out. Because I'm usually there for a race or something or an event. But uh, I am going to use it at Disneyland here in about a month. So, I'm excited I have it for all five days in my tickets. So, we will see how it works on the West Coast, and then this uh, next trip to Walt Disney World, I'm sure I'll use it down there as well. Now, here's what, I got to ask you about this because I have been tempted by this this option to eat so many times over the past year, and I've never gotten it, but I've come close. I've had it on, on my mobile app, I've had it on the mobile order twice, and I've said, "I don't need that. I got to put it back. I can't. I got to get something else." It's the Mission to Mars Burger, which you had. <laughs> And this is the burger. I keep telling myself it's the burger that it has the, it has the Cheeto dust and it has the macaroni and cheese yep. on the burger. Right. Is that the mm-hmm. one? It is. Okay. So I see you did it. See, I'm always like, I do. I need a burger with Mac and cheese and Cheeto dust. I'm like, Mike, just get a chili cheese dog <laughs> or something like that. I can't, but I want it so bad. So I hope it lived up to the hype. I hope it was good.
1: So, so we love cosmic rays and we go there a lot. We end up, <laughs> So we always go right in Magic Kingdom and for some reason it ends up with us spending so much time in Tomorrowland because they get, they just have a lot of good kid attractions. My kid loves the Astro Orbiter, the Speedway, Buzz Lightyear, and we end up spending most of our mornings over there. We go back to our hotel and then in the afternoon we come back like late afternoon and we're like, "Oh man, we got to do the whole rest of the park now. We got to we got to somehow bust this <laughs> out." So we end up spending a ton of time in Tomorrowland usually on our trips and it usually ends up with us eating a cosmic ray so this time my wife mobile order without me i was on the speedway with my son and i got off and i had been thinking about this mission to mars burger i was like <laughs> i really want to try it the day of i didn't think about it at all but leading up to it i was like i want to try this thing i don't know if it's gonna be any good but i gotta try it it's, it just looks crazy
0: yes it does so
1: without me talking to my wife about it she ordered it for me and she was like i don't know if you'll like this but it just seemed like something you might like and i'm just like man i've I would marry you every week for the rest of my life. Okay? <laughs> That's and, a you know, good life. Well. <laughs> And she got it, and it was it was really good, but it, I definitely think it's it's more of a novelty than it is
0: yeah, like a yeah. delicacy,
1: you know? And I like almost everything at Cosmic Rays that I've ever had there. Uh, it was, I wouldn't not get it again, but it's not something I would specifically seek out on a trip again. It was definitely tasty, though, and the, the Cheeto dust didn't add that much flavor. I think the mac and cheese made it better than Cheeto dust.
0: I got something. Okay, no, it was okay. So I got. Some, I was gonna say I couldn't remember what it was. It just hit me. Um, Applebee's had. Some, I think there were wings that had Cheeto dust on them, like about six months ago or something. <laughs> I, I'm a sucker. Like I had to go up to Applebee's and order a bit with the family. Like we're going to Applebee's tonight. I'm getting those Cheeto wings. Yeah. And I, I got. That's why I've been tempted by this thing. But I'm just like, the, the days I was the problem. I didn't get it because the days I was there it was like 95, and I'm like you just cannot get a burger with mac and cheese and Cheeto dust and go back out to Tomorrowland. It's 95 degrees. Like you're, you're you'll kill yourself. But I'm, so I'm that's, not, how, yeah. that's
1: what I thought about the, the soup in Canada, <laughs> the like bacon cheese soup. I thought the same thing. I was like, man, it is so hot. Even in November, like it's Florida, right? It's right. always hot. And I, was like, I was like, there's no way you're getting this soup in Canada. And I got there and it was like, just turning nighttime. And I was like, all right, I got to do it. And I always do this with every kind of food, especially a food and wine where it's, you're just sweating. You're walking around, and you're like, "I just want something cold." But then you get up there, and you're like, Ooh, "Mac and cheese, cowboy burger." Yep, <laughs> give me that. Give me that thing every time, and yeah. it's it's almost always worth it for me, though.
0: I know I I love the clam chowder at Columbia Harbor House, and like you know, we're always there. At the end of July. Like I'm the only <laughs> sucker sitting there having you know a lobster roll sandwich with a side of clam chowder in July on the Fourth of July, like. Here's the guy. He's going to order it today. We sold one one cup of uh, clam chowder. It's Mike. Anyway, so you also talk about the uh, Tropical Serenade, uh, the Dole Whip combos, which I'm not a Dole Whip guy. I'm a chocolate guy. Like, I need ice cream. So tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so I am a big Dole Whip guy, and I'm always trying to get the combos. I was very, very upset. Previously, we had come, and we watched the fireworks back when it was still Happily Ever After. and We watched the fireworks at Polynesian, and I was so upset because I wanted the backside of water Dole Whip, and they didn't have it there, and we didn't have any park days on that trip, so I'm always looking for the new Dole Whips. They actually have a yogurt place here that has watermelon, pineapple, and coconut Dole Whips, and every time we go get yogurt there, it's the same thing every time, and I'm making some kind of Dole combination. The Tropical Serenade was really, really good. Like, this one was up there with the Kakamura Flow for me, but it's definitely heavy on the coconut because it's got coconut soft serve, so... I like coconut. If you don't like it, probably wouldn't be for you because it's definitely heavy on the
0: coconut. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not a big coconut guy, but I'm willing to try things. I mean, because I might like it. I don't know. You know, I don't seek it out. But again, if you don't try it, you never know. You know, so uh, I might have to give it a shot. Now, this next thing you told me, it hits me hard because I think this is absolutely true of Disney fans and especially folks who are listening to a Disney podcast because, I think the reason you would spend the time listening to a Disney podcast or you go on Disney blogs or you're on Disney Twitter, whatever it is, that you're invested more than the casual Disney person is that at some point you made an emotional connection to your experiences at the Walt Disney World theme parks, Disneyland, Cruise Line, what have you. And I think it's because of some of the moments that you've, you've had in the parks, right, with the people that you love. and the fireworks are such an essential part because it's the end of a great day for the most part. Usually you have an awesome day. You've made all these memories. You've had your mission to Mars burger. You've won the race on the Tomorrowland speedway. You've gotten over the heartburn you had probably for five hours after that. But then, you know, by the time the fireworks come around, you've had a dole whip and you're good. So you mentioned something about the fireworks, how you, you know, you, you like happily ever after you were, a f- you loved wishes, which I am right with you. I loved wishes for the reason I think you lo- you kind of liked Enchantment. So tell us your story because I think this rings very, very true. When people debate their favorite fireworks shows, I think this might be the why of why people defend their fireworks shows so hard.
1: Yeah, and so this is really why I think people defend Disney as a whole. So I have gotten in so many discussions about this. If you just compare it like across the board, like rides alone, and you have no emotional attachment to it disney probably is not that great for most people if you just look at it and i'm let me put some caveats on that i guess because people are going to freak out at me for this i love disney there's a reason why I vacation there the reason why i love space space mountain but if there's no connection to it then why would you want to go ride space mountain as opposed to going to universal and riding Velocicoaster? right it's all the other things that make people want to come back to disney over and over there's a reason why people buy forty thousand dollar contracts that just vacation at disney every single year for the rest of their lives and it's things like this and this is why people get attachments to it so for wishes my wife loved wishes and i proposed to her uh back in 2014 and then we watched wishes together so we kind of created that bond she had a wishes cd that we would listen to so we would get hyped about every trip we had to watch Wish uh wishes on main street and when happily ever after came out we Liked it. We didn't think it was a bad show. I liked the song and it kind of grew on me. But honestly, after watching it, I was like, it's probably good for me to fight the crowds. I'd rather take my time, go get dinner at Captain Cook's and watch it on the Polynesian Beach or watch it on the Fort Wilderness Beach or something like that. That's just as good for me personally for Happily Ever After. But I also didn't have an emotional attachment to Happily Ever After like I did for Wishes. So this is our first time seeing Enchantment. This was also my oldest son, who uh, was about to turn four. This was his first time seeing the fireworks with us. And we we like to end our days, uh, especially back with wishes. We would go to Plaza and get an ice cream, and then we'd watch the fireworks. And, you know, that was kind of how we ended our night on a high note. So we did that this time, and it was really reinvigorating that memory for me, but now with my son. So... Obviously, we've been going to Disney a lot with my son over the last four, four years, but this was kind of like our big transition of like how we love Disney versus now us seeing it through his eyes. Like, I held him the entire time so he could kind of be up at my eye level to be able to see the show and see the fireworks, and he was just so amazed. And at one time, I looked down at my wife, and she's staring at him, and she's got tears streaming down her face because she's so happy, watching how happy he is, and it was like this huge rush of emotions, and it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, this... This is what makes people go, you know what, this thousands of dollars every single year is where I need to spend the money to take my family because it's just this overwhelming joy. And like I said, you can't tie it to like a ride. You can't tie it to like how good one meal is. And all that stuff is great. I love the rides. I love the food. I love all that stuff. But when you get that emotional tie to it, it made me personally like Enchantment more. And if you took a poll across the board, I think that you're probably over 90% would ask for Happily Ever After back I personally like Enchantment better because I have the attachment to it now.
0: And that's it, too. But the thing is, I I think to to me, I mean, personally right now, I think Happily Ever After is a stronger show. But I like Enchantment way better than I like Harmonious. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. But... um, It's one of those things, though, Enchantment hasn't had that many people have had the moment that you just had. Right. I mean, Happily Ever After wasn't there that long. Don't get me wrong. But people like Wishes because it had such a long run that how many how many folks had their kids? You know, because that was me. Like I had Mallory and Paige with me. And the first time I took my wife to, to Walt Disney World with me what was the fireworks show we saw when we ended our nights in the summer in the magic kingdom it was wishes and you know that's why i like illuminations it was illuminations in epcot i mean those were like when i fell in love with walt disney world that was my send off every night and so when i hear that music i can't help but go back to those times same for spectral magic or even uh, main street electrical parade music when i hear that I'm taking back to those very best times of my life, you know, those very best moments, and that's why I think people are kind of hard on these new shows because mm-hmm. you know the, the, they have great music, they have great projections, they have beautiful pyrotechnics in the sky, but without the emotional attachment, and maybe you'll get that three, four, five years down the road. But at first, you're just kind of left like ah, I, I, I miss my old thing. like I don't have that. it doesn't make me cry yet, you know, and uh. I think that's where we are with these new fireworks shows right now. So I, I think that's a great point, though. You know, you're, you're, you're going to have that now because you've had that moment. And you'll always have that. Every time you hear the, the soundtrack for Enchantment, you'll go back to this night with your son and your wife, you know, right there on Main Street.
1: And I agree. And just like you said, same thing with Harmonious. So we watched Harmonious two nights later, and I actually thought completely objectively Harmonious was probably a better show than Enchantment. It was really cool, like it had a lot of good twists in the languages with the movies and stuff like that. But my son was kind of at the end of the night, he really didn't care about it at all. He was uh, exhausted. And so I just didn't get that same emotional attachment, I didn't like it as much. And then you tie in the fact that I'm looking at it. So I can look at both uh, Enchantment and uh, Harmonious and I can say, okay, these are not as good as the previous shows objectively. But now I have an emotional tie to Enchantment. I don't have the emotional tie to Harmonia. So now all I can think about is it's not as good as Illuminations. I really don't even think it's as good as Epcot Forever because of that. So the the way that like you are with your family and seeing them and their reactions can really shape how much you love
0: specific attractions. Totally agree. You know, and it's, it's not to say that I won't have great moments with my daughters and my wife when I'm down there, but you know, you just don't match those moments that you have as a dad with your daughter when she's like three. You know, what I'm saying now that my youngest is 14, even no matter how great enchantment is or the next fireworks show after that one, unless I'm there, like when you know her future husband proposes to her on Main Street and I happen to be there, you know, and see it, like it's just that was that was that perfect time in my life and that was the soundtrack and that was the show. I mean, you know, it's nothing against it, but it's just never going to have that opportunity to make that connection to my heart. And I think that was just a great conversation to have and a great point to make. And I think that's why. I, you know, it doesn't matter how much Scott tries to tell me Harmonious is so much better than Illuminations. I appreciate that for him. I mean, because it, it, I get it. I mean, I know that it's got beautiful fountains and screens and it it's gorgeous. But I just <laughs> like Illuminations was my it was just my show. It, I just it doesn't make sense, but that's where it is for me. So okay, I want to make sure we get in the old Key West trip. So I want to talk about your quick trip to the day at Epcot. We talked about Harmonious. You guys did food and wine. Hits. Was there any highlights in that day? I mean, and how was it? I mean, did you guys? Was it like in and out, or did you spend the whole day there? How How was your Epcot day?
1: Yeah, so we we generally don't do a whole day in the park anymore, especially with the young kids and it's, with the Skyliner there and all the resorts at the International Gateway. We definitely never do a full Epcot day. At a minimum, we're gonna walk out and we're gonna go sit by beaches and clean. get an ice cream, sit in like a more relaxed area and find somewhere to just chill out for a little while. So we did that. We actually hopped on the Skyliner and went uh, back over to Caribbean Beach. We sat in the hammocks for a little while and just kind of chilled out. And then we came back to Epcot for the evening. Uh, Food and Wine is our favorite festival. Even with every festival being the taste of whatever festival it is now and having great food booths, Food and Wine to me is still the same thing. Like You have a little bit of attachment. I like the the music series they do, The Heat to the Beat. Mm -hmm. I like all that stuff. And the food... In most stands, is, is really good. So, yeah, we did Brazil, we did the U.S., we did Italy, flavors from fire, which I love because it's always football-themed. Yes. And they always have some kind of, like, cool twists on it. I'm a big football fan. Mac and Eats had probably my favorite thing out of the entire menu, uh, which was the cowboy burger, or, cow- sorry, cowboy mac and cheese. And it was amazing. Super, super good. with just those like, crispy onions on it. So, if they bring that back, highly recommend it. Uh, and then we did China, Ireland, and then we finished up with Canada. Like I said, I got that nice hot soup before uh, we sat down and watched the fireworks. So finished my day off with that. But everything was really good except for Italy. I always feel like Italy is the most expensive booth for some reason. It is. It I don't is. know why. You know what?
0: I think it's because it's... Americans like see Italian food as kind of safe. And I think they're kind of yeah. like they know that we're going to go there. And so they charge us more. I don't. That's what I think. I don't know.
1: Well, not just just that but I, I don't know if it's it all just tastes like something that you would get from the freezer at sam's club to me like everything <laughs> yeah, exactly. they do at that booth that's what it yeah. like to me
0: yeah it's every like,
1: other yeah. booth for some reason always has something really really fresh and we got the the uh mesalune there which are basically kind of like little raviolis and they weren't bad but they tasted like something i'd make for an appetizer to sit down and watch a football game not something i want to pay 13 for three of.
0: yeah right we have a place called pasta house it's like a chain here in st louis and it's kind of it reminds me of stuff you get at pasta house And it's super Mm -hmm. cheap here (laughs) compared to what you get. You know, you get like 50 of them for what you're paying for, like, you know, six. So, yeah, that's interesting. And I I didn't know about the cowboy mac and cheese. And by the way, this is here's here's a crazy thing. Food and Wine Festival starts, ladies and gentlemen, in five weeks. (laughs) Five weeks. It's crazy. It starts like right the second week of July. That's just, it, well, that's, it's so, wrong.
1: So we're going back in September for a 4 Wilderness trip. And I didn't even think about that. And I said to my wife, I was like, oh my God, we're going to, we're going to be there for food and wine. <laughs> and because we're going to have the, you know, at that point, uh, our baby's only going to be eight months old. So we're like, ah, it's still going to be pretty warm. Probably not going to do park days. I was like, I think we should do at least one. Yes. We should go hit food and wine at least once.
0: Got to. Okay. So we got to get this in. We got about 10 minutes left. I want to talk about one of my favorite resorts. right now Old Key West. Love it. Olivia's gurgling suitcase. Sasagula River, it's got it all. So talk to us about this trip because this was one that kind of came together at the last minute. You kind of jumped in. You were going to be at a Holiday Inn. All of a sudden, you're, you know, Port Orleans. All of a sudden, you're old Key West. I mean, living the life. So how'd this this happen?
1: So this was a complete mess. Uh, (laughs) My parents came down and they were planning on going to Florida. And they were driving from the Northeast. And they were staying at our house for a couple nights. And on a whim, they were like, hey... After we're done in Florida with what we're doing down there, uh, down by the beach, we were gonna maybe do a couple of days at Disney. So now we're like 10 days out at this point from their their Disney trip that they just informed me of. And they were like, Do you wanna bring bring your son down? You guys come down, we can go into the park, uh, spend a nice night or two there. I was like, sure, that's great. Where are you guys staying? And they had no idea. They were like, Well, we're just gonna get there and figure it out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, What? No, that's not you can't do that. That's a bad idea. So I contacted you, you hooked us up with some awesome Port Orleans rooms uh, that we were gonna stay in. And then same thing, my father-in-law came in at the last minute and was like, hey, whatever you guys are paying for the Port Orleans rooms, he was like, I literally have points that I'm gonna lose if I don't spend. He was like, I'm just gonna give you these. And I was like, no, you've already given me points. So we ended up paying him the price of our Port Orleans room to stay in Old Key West. And same thing, I felt terrible when I had to cancel on you last minute, but thankfully you're understanding the totally opportunity to switch to a one bedroom villa for five people. Uh, for the same price is uh, usually not going to come around. So no. we had to jump at that, and it it took what was going to be – and I was really excited for Fort Orleans because same thing. My dad was like, well, we'll just stay off-site. Off and I was like, listen, you don't want to do that. You're going to lose a lot of it, and it's only going to save you a little bit of money. He's like, well, what if we just do this, or we'll just stay at this place? And I'm like, listen, even if you do All-Star Resort, any of the All-Stars, it will be significantly a better experience for all of us than if we go – you know, 20 minutes away in Orlando, I'm telling you. So thankfully, it, it, everything just kind of progressed. And like I said, it turned from, we don't know what we're doing. We're going to stay at the Holiday Inn. Now we're going to go to Port Orleans. Okay, well, now we're going to Deluxe and we're staying in a one-bedroom villa. So it turned out to be awesome. And Old Key West is one of my favorite resorts. Like you said, the the Sasagula, the Gurgling Suitcase, that's always my zen moment. And we actually beat my parents there. So when we got there, I grabbed a drink of the Gurgling Suitcase and we hopped on the Sasagula Springs. We headed over to Disney Springs, and it was that's like my moment because the music and everything there is amazing. They're playing like Jimmy Buffett or Bob Marley, just like typical beach music. And I'm a big beach guy, so that's like the one place. Well, there's I know there's a couple places. Caribbean Beach does it too, where it kind of like blends both of the things, where I can kind of get that beach vibe but still also do my Disney thing. So sitting on the boat with a gurgling suitcase drink on my way to, especially on like first day of the trip where it's like, all right, I got time. So that's kind of my like Disney. I'm here. My like Zen moment, if you will, and kind of start the, our short two day trip out the right way.
0: Yeah. And Scott and I joke about, it, and we are not joking that one of the best rides of Walt Disney world is the ride on Sassagula, on Sassagula river from Oki West mm-hmm. to Disney Springs or, you know, Riverside, French or whatever have you, you know, that's from Saratoga. It's too short. But, you know, if you go down, yeah. it's it's awesome. I mean, it's just, it's a great, it's relaxing, it's just beautiful. And, you know, you can fall asleep if you're tired, it's just great. Because okay, so I want to get all this in though, but you just nailed it. Like, God, you know what? After the show I'm editing, I have the old Key West loop. I'm going to be listening to some day-o. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait.
1: Okay, it, so. It's good, it's good, it's good tip. If you like that loop, the go out on the deck come to the boathouse, and that loop is almost just as good. It's a really good <laughs>
0: i will i will okay so you guys dig over to disney springs disney springs is just because i stayed at the disney spring speaking of holiday ends i was at the disney springs holiday and for cheerleading about a month ago at this point and it wasn't as bad as i thought but i you know the thing i got about disney springs is it is really our destination like we spent a lot of time there because you know we were right across the street and it's they got so much live entertainment happening around the place now and i like the mix of snacking and table service dining and counter service and you know, it, it's the water features and there's just a lot happening. The good shopping. I, I really liked you guys with the chicken guy. One of my favorite places. So how was, how was your quick trip over to Disney Springs?
1: No, I agree. And it's, it's really got everything for everybody. Right. So if it's like just adults and you want to do actual shopping, which we honestly never do even when it's just me and my wife because it's already expensive enough. I don't need to go buy a $60 t-shirt as well. Right. That, isn't something like I'll do it when it's like a Magic uh, Kingdom t-shirt or I might get something at World of Disney. But yeah, I'm not I'm not interested in spending a ton of money at an outlet. But I know a lot of people are into that. So you have that option as well. My son loves Lego. So we almost always go to the Lego store. And then the same thing. It's it's just it's walking around with a, you know, a drink or a slushie or something in your hand and finding the next snack. And uh, here we didn't have any dining reservations, which is why we got Chicken Guy, which is kind of our go to when we don't have a dining reservation. Uh, Although we did have one later that night over at Coronado. Um, But yeah, it's always a blast. And a lot of times we don't even go over and buy anything. We just have some snacks and just walk around and just kind of enjoy the atmosphere. It's almost like a, it's almost like a created like a four and a half park system, if you will. Like not actually a park, obviously, but especially if you're local. Uh, My sister-in-law that lives only about an hour away, they'll go up there for just a day and be like, you know what? We're just going to walk around. We're just going to enjoy the atmosphere get a little bit Disney without having to pay to go into the park. So i yeah. um, usually pretty jealous when they do that.
0: Sounds good. Okay. So we'll make sure we get this in. Cause you nailed it. You talk about one of my favorite restaurants, which we don't get to talk about enough on this podcast. I haven't talked about it probably in a year or so. Maya grill. You guys went over and did a little ex- uh, exploring over at Coronado Springs, explored the grand Casino tower. So tell us about this meal and about your thoughts over Coronado as a whole. what did you guys think?
1: So the last time that I went to Coronado, uh, I was in the eighth grade, so it's been a while. It's been a, And normally we go on to different resorts, too, to check them out. Like, I've never stayed at Grand Floridian, but we go there pretty frequently just to walk around. I hadn't been to Coronado since I was in eighth grade, so it's been a while. And it was awesome. With Grand Destino there, absolutely beautiful. I don't know how that's staying at the moderate level, uh, to be honest with you. And after eating the food there... Maybe maybe I'm just an ignorant American, but I it was some of the best Mexican food I've had in a long, it was so good, like everything. The app, Even like side dishes, you know it's a, a really good meal when the side dishes are so good that like you're still talking about that after you eat your entree. Same. The entree yeah. was great, but when you're talking about the esquites and stuff and all the extra things that come with the meal, it was awesome, like so, so good. And I'm a big fish tacos guy, like I've had fish tacos, the Baja ones, in San Diego, like where are they're like in that area where they're or where they originally originated. And I thought these were just as good as anything I've ever had. It definitely will be going back there
0: again. Good call. God I love that place. I love, and the sad thing is when we were down there this past trip, it was closed like on Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I think it was only open three or four nights a week. And the nights I wanted to go there, it was closed. I was like, ah, it was the nights my uh, wife was back home. So I was kind of sad about this it. It when I was, it was when I was staying at Coronado. So Although, out I, there. I
1: will I will say it was a pain, though, getting getting around as we talk about the Animal Kingdom trip and the pain getting around with Disney transportation because we left Disney Springs, took a bus over to Coronado, and then we had to bus back to Disney Springs, walk all the way to the other end to get on the bo- uh, boat and then finally make our way back to Old Q West at the end of the night. So, yeah, that was a little bit of a pain, but worth well worth it for the meal.
0: Yeah, that is a long walk back to the boat because <laughs> you're walking all the way from the uh West side over to, or I guess that's the, uh, what's that part called? Town center over to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's. that's, that's they that. only have the one
1: boat launch now. They yeah. used to have the one that was over by Paradiso, but that one wasn't working when we were there. So right, there's only the one way back by the Christmas store.
0: Walking off all that Mexican food. That's what you got to do. Yeah. All right. So let's talk. So now I kind of got that mixed up. You guys went to the Magic Kingdom on this trip with the larger group and really use Genie Plus, though, so you could divide and conquer. So everybody got to do what they, what they wanted to do. So just tell us briefly about how you use Disney Plus to your advantage of the Magic Kingdom with this larger group, with your parents.
1: So this was round two for Disney Plus, And my parents were very adamant. They didn't want to buy Magic Bands. Thankfully, we've been enough in like the past eight years that we got about 40 random Magic Bands from all the trips when they used to give them out for free with every resort stay. So we were able to get some old ones, get them their bands hooked up, and this being round two of us using genie plus was a huge benefit so doing it once with a small just me my wife and my son kind of warmed us up to it so now after doing a little more research to build on that we were able to really go into it and use it the best way possible and we really split it up throughout the day so we basically were able to do things where you know my my parents would take my son and go on a ride that he was like which would allow me and my wife to go do something that we hadn't done in the past And then we would kind of flip-flop that, right? So, like, they would take my son and go to Dumbo. And my wife would go do Haunted Mansion, which he really would be a little bit too scared to do uh, right now, being a four-year-old. Or same thing, we would take my son and my mom and dad would go ride Big Thunder. So, as a group, we basically did everything. So, uh, just rattling them off. We did Space Ranger Spin, the Orbiter, the Speedway, Carousel of Progress, D-Cups, Dumbo, Fill Our Magic, Small World, uh, Peter Pan. All of Presidents, Haunted Mansion, Big Thunder, Country Bears, Jungle Cruise, Tiki Room, and Pirates. Somebody in our group did one of those attractions in some capacity. So we really got everything except for the uh, two paid. We didn't do Splash Mountain. That was the one thing that we really missed. And the two paid attractions, we didn't do Space Mountain or um, uh, Mind Train. Yeah. But we were able to kind of split it up like that. And it, to use some of those little extra tips. So we took a break in the middle of the day, actually. We went back to Old Key West. And while we were going back to Key West, I was still booking Lightning Lane. So I was able to kind of stack them for the afternoon, almost like you used to be able to do with the original FastPass system. So we left and I was basically able to say, hey, I know we want to be back at three. So we left the park at noon. At noon, I booked a Fast Pass, and uh, we got on Jungle Cruise at three. And then at two o'clock, we were still at Old Key West getting ready to come back. And then I booked another one and then by the time we got back to the park it was hitting that two hour mark again so basically we were able to kind of go lightning lane lightning lane, lightning lane, lightning and that allowed us to hit a bunch of rides at the end of the day still get the fireworks <clears throat> and then we actually made it to peter pan without a lightning lane after the fireworks and pirates after the fireworks so we we really went the full day with a little break in the middle but it definitely genie plus definitely helped out with that one and Doing it for a second time made it a lot easier to understand the software and how to, like, tweak the system a little bit.
0: Well, too, and by, like, you know, paying attention to the system on your break really, you know, set you up for a successful second half of the day. You know, you had to do a little mm-hmm. work, but that work paid off later, you know, hours later. It's good to see. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let me, i want to get this thing because we are running long and I want to, because you got some great points here. You wrapped, yeah. so I got to ask you, were you tempted to get the mission of Marsburger this day? No, really, like I've had. No, it no. So, like I said,
1: <laughs> was If I was, so we actually ate at Cosmic Rays again, and and I don't even remember what I got, but I didn't get, I didn't get, uh, I didn't get the Mission Marsburg again. Not because, like I said, not because I didn't like it, but. You, like, you know what? It. I'm just gonna get something different. I think I might, I
0: might have got a chili cheese dog or something. <laughs> the, gonna, never the wrong answer. But, yes, that chili cheese dog. Is yeah. right. Okay. So you, again, you're at the Magic Kingdom, wrapping up the day. Fireworks. Your parents are there, wrapping up mm-hmm. with some Plaza ice cream. That's the best way to do it. Fireworks. I mean, is this kind of? mean, did it really kind of cap off the day you were hoping to have?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And this was the first time that my parents were at Disney with my son too. So it was special in that aspect as well. And like I said, it, it was great to see them have fun with my grandson. It was also great for me, my wife to be able to step away from my son. Uh, sorry. I think I said my grandson, but their grandson, it was able, it was nice for my wife to be able to say, Hey, we're going to go write our own thing. And then like, we got on Haunted Mansion and then we just kind of sat out and people watched for a couple minutes before lunch. And just being able to have that us time too was fantastic. So it really was about as good of a Magic Kingdom Day as you could get. And like I said, you finish with plaza ice cream and the fireworks, and that's that's about as, as good of a nightcap as you can have. Yeah, you
0: can't beat that. All right, so the last day, you guys getting ready to roll home, but you gotta finish up Olivia's for breakfast. And then you also went over to Disney yes. Springs, which I want you to make your point between Everglazed and Gideon's, because I am right I haven't had Gideon's yet. I've been meaning I'm the last person on earth. I swear I've not had cake, I've not had a cookie. But I have had Ever, Everglades probably three or four different times, and I'm with your point there. So tell us about that last morning before you guys hit the road.
1: So I always like to finish a trip with like some big blowout stuff because to me, it's you get a whole day, especially when you're driving, and I will try to max that day out. My wife likes to rip the Band-Aid off. She's very much like a – she's sad when we have to leave, and she's almost like, I just want to wake up and I want to get out of here because it's making me sad the more we do. Whereas I'm like, nope, I want a breakfast reservation, then I want to go to Disney Springs, and then I want to go back and I want to ride the monorail for a little while. So, thankfully she was accommodating and uh, <laughs> let me kind of have my moment there. But Olivia's breakfast, uh, I've never had anything bad at Olivia's. And like I mentioned earlier, any kind of like French pudding, or sorry, uh, like bread pudding kind of stuff with the cream sauce, I love that. Banana bread French toast, awesome. Not quite as good as the bread pudding French toast that they have in Mara or the Tonga toast, but very good. I don't know what Disney does, but their, their breakfast bread things are always amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's, like, every restaurant has some kind of special. Like I said, you got, like, Tonga toast and all these different, like, you know, banana bread French toast, and it's all just super, super good. But then we went over to Disney Springs, and we've had Everglaze once before and just got the donuts. I had heard about the Funky Chicken Sandwich and some people telling me that it was the best sandwich on property. So, obviously, I had to try that, and they were right. It was phenomenal. Like, out oh, man, I would... This is something I would go out of my way to get. And everybody, because Everglades and Gideon's came out kind of at the same time, I feel like they kind of get compared together. But Gideon's is always the same thing. I've never, so I won't speak on the cookies or the cake. All I'm going to speak on is those that better be the best cookies and cake that have ever been created because that line is outrageous. Yeah, it is. The virtual queue <laughs> <cuter> and everything. <laughs> it's like trying to get on Rise of the Resistance. or it, It's like trying to get a boarding group. It's, it's crazy to try to get in there. And Everglaze is almost never crowded and everything they have is amazing. So if you want donuts, I also got the cinnamon toast crunch milk and that was amazing too. That was like a blast back to my childhood. Everything that I've ever had at Everglaze has been outstanding and I would much rather get an amazing meal that I know is good and have to wait five minutes. And stand around <laughs> for an hour and a half to pay $10 for one cookie that I've never even
0: tried before. That is so. exactly right. That is exactly right. No, I'm going to get a cookie or a piece of cake from Gideon someday. But I'm telling you what, I love Everglades and it's the known. Like it's the, it's like the bird in your hand, right? Like I can go, you just said it. In five minutes, I can have me a thousand, you know, a 12,000 calorie donut in my face. Like I don't have to wait yeah, six hours. I don't know
1: if there's two birds in that bush, but I know it's an hour line to get to the Whatever bush.
0: It is, I know I'm terrible with those things. But yeah, telling you what, I could take that uh, Reese's peanut butter cup donut or whatever it is right now. But I do not need. Nobody needs those things. But man, they're good. You know what I do? I, and this is all psychological. Here's how you eat an Everglades donut. If you eat it all at once, you're probably going to feel terrible about yourself, right? So you take it, you eat like a quarter of it right away. You know, as you get it, they give you a little, you know, plastic case. You eat like a quarter of it right there as you're walking through Disney Springs and you put it away. And then you eat like a quarter of it on the bus ride back to your hotel. Then you eat like a quarter of it before you go to bed. Then you eat like a quarter of it in the morning for breakfast. You've eaten the whole thing, but I mean, you don't feel as bad. Yeah, you know, but you've eaten the whole donut. So.
1: We did the same thing the first time we went. We got, I, got, I got six donuts for me and my wife, which I was like, you know what? We're going to be fat. It's our last breakfast at Disney. Let's do it. We got through two of those donuts and we stopped for two days in St. Augustine to stay at my mother-in-law's house. And those donuts still made it all the way back to North Carolina. So they they are more than enough. They are they're, enormous. They're crazy.
0: Oh, well, hey, this has been so much fun. I love laughing. I love sharing these great stories. It has just been a blast. It's a great way to kind of kick off summer here on a Monday, where hopefully most people are off of work. Michael, thanks for taking the time. To, you know, spend. I know you got a busy family and a busy life, and uh, coming on the show. So, if people want to follow everything you do online, give us a little uh, background. Where can they follow you, and what do you do?
1: Yeah, so if you head over to Instagram to uh, Mr. Tom Morrow. So I, I made that headline, and then I actually found uh, the YouTube guy and the similarities. I've actually gotten confused a couple of times. So it's Mr. Tom Morrow, uh, M-O-R-O. Not as famous as the uh, as uh, Paging Mr. Morrow on YouTube. But we post all of our family trips there. We'll post some other things. So we'll kind of do big rundowns of all our trips, and then all the pictures that I take, I'll kind of uh, put our spin on it and give our, our tips and tricks for what we think work. And we'll kind of like uh, follow you know our family's journey as we go through uh, go through our trips to Disney. So it's it's really just uh, my way to get a little bit of extra Disney every single day and it's been a blast and it's awesome getting the interactions from everybody So uh, if you need more Disney content in your life, please feel free to head over and follow me and, and shoot me a message or interact with any of the posts. I always message you back.
0: It's always a great content, always fun follow, and uh, definitely gives you Disney fix. So thanks for putting that up for us. And uh, again, thanks for coming on the show, and I hope you have a great week with your family.
1: No, thank you so much for having me. It's a blast, as always.
0: All right. Don't forget, today's show Always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents are standing by this week to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney getaway. Don't forget, June 8th is go day for the 2023 Walt Disney World packages. And ticket sales. If you're looking for tickets for 2023, so June 8th—that's the date we can start selling those 2023 packages. Get your quotes in today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help support everything we do here at the show. If you don't mind, click through brguestpodcast.com/slash Amazon. And finally, thank you sincerely to the patrons who support the Br Guest Podcast. You are the heart and soul of everything we do. You let us put the show out. Three to four times a week, all around the world. We could not do any of this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. So come on over and join us, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Don't forget we have a Discord server. If you want to get in on the chat with other listeners of the Be our Guest Podcast, just swing by our website, brguestpodcast.com. There's a link right there on the right hand side says join the discord and come on over no no fee no fuss no muss and you're right there in the chat and we have a good time talking disney with the animated gifs and <laughs> it's a good time we just have a lot of fun talking about all the shows and all kinds of other stuff as well so see you on discord you can give me a follow on the social media at be our guest mike on instagram and twitter and we'll have a live uh, call-in show this sunday night seven o'clock eastern six o'clock central on facebook and youtube all right, we're going to get out of here and let you get on with your Monday with your Memorial Day. So uh, enjoy that time with friends and family. So for Michael, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Monday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon.
1: You've been listening to the Be our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.